Um, I look like. Did you ever watch Poobas? Poobas. Did your mom let you watch that? No. Yeah, you ever watch Poobas? No. Well, I did, and I don't know if I loved it or was scared of it, but I look like a Poobah right now, actually. A grand Poobah? Grand Poobah? What? Are you a grand Poobah? I you a picture. Was it a Poobah? Poobah show. Was it Timon and Poobah? Oh, oh my gosh. These are so scary. Actually, I remember watching this with someone. I don't remember who it was. It was a guy, and we like watched the whole intro to Poobahs. It was like 30 minutes. That's weird. <laughs> what the heck is that? Jeez. They look Tell like babies. Look like that. Jeez, that's creepy. <laughs> oh, that's what you look like? I don't think you look like that. You're not bald. Really? Yeah, because I can see your hair. No, not quite. Not quite. Is that your aspirations to be a poobah? Yeah, look at it. But no, actually, <laughs> you you should watch the intro sometimes because they look like they're on like a trip. Don't tell me what to do, Jeej. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man, they are weird. They like teleport and stuff. Oh my gosh, like, what the heck? <laughs> Jeez, I'm Jeej. Stop okay. playing with the poobahs. A rich man's world. Hello and welcome back. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good, how are you? No, I was talking to the audience. No, you can't. You can't. Because I talk to them because we have a pair of social That's what I was going to say. No, they don't get to talk to us unless they, we get 100 views on this episode. Jeej already uh, announced it. This episode is about parasocial relationships. What the heck does that mean? Well, Jeej will let you know, but first, it's time for the brews. We should get a jingle for the brews section to, to really spice it up a bit because we kind of drink the same thing every week. But if we had like a little <laughs> jingle, maybe like we sang it and we go, this is the brew today with Jeej and Ty. If you want to sing that, I, I love it. Or if you just said, wow, that was disgusting. I wish I could have sang the jingle instead. Sing the jingle and send it our way. Oh, 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 oh fans, yeah. Yeah, sure. fans. Yeah, if, if Jeej just said, wow, that was disgusting, Tyler, please don't do that again. <laughs> I was like, I definitely wasn't thinking that. And I definitely would never say that even if I was. And maybe if we get like a new listener doing it every week, we could like put them in and like it'll be like a fun community thing. It's like a chorus. But until then, I guess I'll just change up my voice every week and then make it sound like it's a new <laughs> listener. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Oh, wait. <laughs> Building up our own fan base by ourselves. <laughs> and it's just us. Okay, so mine is... Everyone say it with me now. Root Beer Flow. <laughs> Yay. Yay. And <clears throat> surprise, surprise, I have water. But, but guess what else I have? It's not a brew, but it could be. It's ah, I can't say the brand. That's very important. <laughs> you can say you can say the type of say, ice cream. You can say the type the the flavor. Hard serve ice cream from you know Vermont. You can say okay. you could say the flavor. I'll give you that. Okay. Is it it's is it a uh, trademark? Monkey. <laughs> I think so. so. That's okay. Do with that what you will. But it's really good. It's like banana ice cream and it has chocolate in it and walnuts. And it's really good. So I could have had a water chunky monkey float if I wanted, but 
that sounds pretty gross. That so sounds I'm, disgusting. I'm drinking and eating them separately. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're yeah we're gonna keep it that way. A little brew and a little chew. You always need some separation. We should be views and chews. Views and chews. <laughs> Do we have to bring snacks? Okay, but Jeech. It's a lot easier to edit out like quick swigs of your drink rather than just chomping down on some hard tortilla chips or a nice chocolate bar. That will yeah. not be fun. So those are the episodes that Jeej is editing from now on. Congratulations to Jeej on her new promotion. Oh, I love promotions. <laughs> Yay. You will now be <laughs> editing you. the videos now that we're changing our name to Views and Choose. And along with that, you also get to change our logo. Congrats, Jeej. Ew, that would be such a... That logo would be bad. Like, what It's is just it two be chocolate mouth? bars <laughs> hitting each other. <laughs> okay, that's way better than I... Th- I thought we were going to have like a picture oh, of If we did our doing. photo shoot, maybe we can use them like lightsabers. We get the really long ones and we'll go like... Like that. Like we're battling. Hi, people can't see you. Yeah, but I, I described it pretty accurately. You did. You went, <laughs> We go up against each other and we go, ah. <laughs> All right, I'll scrap that idea. Never mind. Pretend that. No! <laughs> edit it out. Edit it out. <laughs> no. We don't have to cut it out. Cut it out. We don't have to cut it out. Cut it out. We're so far off the rails. Okay. We're starting off strong this episode. This is like our, I I don't know. It feels like the last few were very much like special fun episodes. And now we're getting back to like those original ones. The ones that we're really building up a core following with. Mm, I know. I hope we didn't lose you guys. (laughs) With all our fun episodes. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. But were those like really actually fun i know i think the last one i don't think it was that funny (laughs) no no, certainly not it was was interesting we have poobahs no no we don't have poobahs jeej unless you want to explain (laughs) that because i think no (laughs) that no no. context is necessary look at a poobah show please google it it there is no h (laughs) p-o-o-b-a learn that the hard way (laughs) i highly recommend watching like Finding the 30 minute intro episode on YouTube. The it's 30 a, minute intro episode? Wait, it's their pilot? It's like the, yeah. It's, uh, I'm oh, sure it's, so it's an episode. I thought you were saying that was like their jingle, but it's like 30 minutes long, like the theme song. Yeah. They just, like, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> and they don't, they don't speak. They, they go like, oh. Jeez, they're and, like, creepy. A whole bunch they're of like, stuff just happens they're and they, like, scarier Teletubbies, Jeej. They are, honestly. It's true. <laughs> and Teletubbies were pretty scary. And poobahs are like, I don't know, like they're supposed to be cute, I think, but like they're not. They're kind of there. I certainly like, will weird. be haunted now. This picture that is just staring I mean, at me that Jeej just I sent me. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could put photos in with them. I gotta sleep with the lights on now. We're doing a late episode, so this is gonna give me nightmares. Hi, they're gonna timestamp us. Don't say it's. It's, no, it's I just said late. I just said late. We're doing a, a late one. This is the latest we've ever recorded. Really? I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. dinner yeah. turn. Yeah. Past yeah. bedtime. Okay. Yep. So. Well, that was a great introduction. As we lead up. You're going to have wow. Have fun. You're going to have fun, buddy. Wow. I'm glad my introduction <laughs> hasn't kicked in yet. I'm glad we haven't 
gracefully transition to the views and choose. Okay, um, here we go. Views and choose. Okay, if we could go off topic just a little longer, views and choose could get dangerous because we could bring like a meatloaf on as like the snack. Like, geez, you can't tell me, oh yeah, just a snack. Oh, I'm gonna bring some Skittles. No, I'm gonna bring a lasagna. I'm gonna bring uh, tiramisu. I'm gonna learn how to like make a it. Thing, but you don't have to watch us. You just get to listen to the beautiful debatably even worse i think yeah <laughs> let's just stick to the, the to the drinks right now just the emphasis the, the emphasis the, em- <laughs> the emphasis of all the sound because that's like all you're getting your your senses aren't looking like it's not dividing up the sound and the appearance it's like all just it's just all crunching ear. and just gross yep. jeez that was an awful idea we can't do that <laughs> oh, i think it's funny how fast can Anyways. we lose listeners <laughs> So, time we would actually ruin it for ourselves. So we're gonna stick with the we're gonna stick with the Bruce for a little while, unless we decide to get crazy and we're we're so famous that we're fine with you know losing. That we're fine with just switching it up and rebranding on the spot real quick. Yeah. We're like, oh, we got too big. We got to make it harder for people to find us now. <laughs> oh no, why? It's if our parasocial relationships get too intense. I mean, it might be the best instance well, for us. Well, Jeech, we keep using this P word. Do you think that you could explain it for us? Parasocial um, I, relationships? I think I can do my best. Okay. I can do my best. Ready, go. Okay. So parasocial relationships, let's break it down. How many times have you felt like you have known someone that does not know you? Maybe a lot. <laughs> and here's the thing. It can happen with fictional characters mm-hmm. and it can happen with real people. So basically what I have gathered from my research is that it's just a relationship that you have with someone in your head that isn't truly a relationship because a relationship goes two ways. Right. So you have this like kind of fake relationship with someone who doesn't know you or isn't real right? because they're fiction. So that's what I have for you. Well, so this is what's interesting (laughs) because this can go a lot of ways when I think about it. And I think the first thing, I guess we can start with the whole nonfiction and fiction. To me, I guess right off the bat, I'd think that it's much more common for the nonfiction or the real life people to have this sort of phenomenon than the fiction, because maybe you have some examples and we can get into it because I I can't really think of anything off the top of my head that would be like that that I'd be like, oh, I think they know me. I feel like with the fictional characters, I might know them really well, but I don't think that, like, I that we have that kind of share there, which with parasocial relationships it just doesn't exist anyways. But so that's one. And then the second thing, especially the the phrase for it and kind of how easy it is to pick out that, oh yes, this is happening on social media. This is happening on uh, a streaming platform. This is happening in these areas. That it's easier to think this is a new thing and i don't think it's a new thing i feel because we've had these sort of i feel relationships even before but it's just easier now to think that you're connecting or to actually connect with these people that we consider famous or celebrities or you know well known like that because i think of we you know culture has always put people the famous people on the highest pedestal right the best sports athlete in the 50s everyone knows what he's doing everyone knows how what his stats are and all 
all this and everyone wants to be his friend and all like this and it's not i guess uh kind of going off of this i just watched a documentary about a wrestler named rick flair who i'm sure plenty of people have heard the name very famous for decades and the thing that they always said about him was men want to be him and women want to be with him and so (laughs) that's just something that you can point out plenty of people like that we see this person we're like we want to be that person or we want to be friends with that person right and now with the social media and the technology and everything that's going on it's much more easier to kind of get there yeah i agree i think that there has to be a little bit more than just seeing someone on tv like playing a sport or something or you know what i mean because i feel like right yeah the what you were saying sports can be very like distant like you're just kind of watching them do their sport but like if they are the thing and you're you need to see them more and mm-hmm. spend more time with them and kind of like quote unquote one-on-one time where you're listening to them talk about things that you know interest them maybe outside of that right and like their family like maybe you see you see a picture of them with their kids or you hear them talk about their morning routine or i don't know right yeah i like that and so if i could revise my previous point then i'd say more that the idea of the parasocial relationship was there but now like the definition that we have that you're giving us is able to be played out and it's actually happening now because of the social media because now we can see those daily routines like maybe back then when we didn't have the opportunity we'd love to know every single thing that Joe DiMaggio was doing when he was off the field but now we can see every single thing that Aaron Judge is doing off the field you know stuff like that or we can see what the famous movie actor is doing every little thing and uh, he or she can uh, have their own YouTube channel how many uh, famous people have their own YouTube channels now and their Instagrams are all off the charts and podcasts you know, you don't have to do a podcast, you know, you could stay off that. Other people have podcasts, you know, <laughs> listen to us instead. <laughs> but it, it seems like every single person that I'll just be like going through and I see, oh, yeah, I remember watching this person in whatever TV show. And now they have their own podcast. So you get to hear yeah. them and they're talking. Oh, yeah, I just walked the dog today and I did this and I did that. So now it, it is possible to have those relationships because you get to hear everything and the areas where you're able to comment and you're able to have that sort of interaction is where Mm. it's like doubled and that's where it makes that parasocial relationship seem even more real Uh, whenever we talk about it i immediately think to streaming platforms like twitch where you go on and while the players playing their game or doing whatever that they're doing most of the time they're reading the chat the whole time so they're reading what people are saying and they're answering all the questions so people will put everything you know the main thing will tell we'll try to tell them how to play the game but Mm. it's a lot of times I I don't know how many times in any chat that I ever see is someone's always like oh man I gotta do my exam tonight talk to you guys later (gasps) oh I got more homework going to bed like so many people are like all right night guys see you tomorrow stuff like that in every chat so it's like they have that community because they're not just talking to the person and the person you know if they're on every single day they they know that person's tag you know they're talking to them all the time yeah because yeah because it's not just that friend but it's also everyone else in the chat so they start having conversations too so it's it's like they all know each other you know that's crazy yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i think that especially with like modern technology and like you said the the lines just keep getting like 
thinner and thinner. Mm-hmm. As far, I feel like it's very hard for people, especially celebrities, to keep things private and to like kind of prevent, you know, the parasocial relationships from getting too far from people maybe digging into things that they don't that the celebrities don't want to um, yeah i kind of wanted to talk about like a couple of my parasocial relationships that i feel like i've mm-hmm. formed also i just want to kind of preface parasocial relationships don't need to be positive relationships i'm kind of talking more about my positive relationships but i think that you can also believe that you know and you can like hate you know someone that is really prevalent in the media or mm-hmm. a character mm-hmm. and that's a relationship in itself it's just not a good one it's yeah. like a healthy one because that that's um, interesting because i think more of negative relationships when i hear the word parasocial relationship i think more negative than positive so i'm interested mm-hmm. to hear your side well, of it yeah i think they can definitely get toxic like yeah i'm sure you'll have an example that you'll bring up later with like the streaming and stuff yeah but as far as like positive to me i would say and by toxic i mean to me to, to the consumer and also to the right. person yeah yeah the, the influencer yeah, whatever yeah. Yeah. So for me, I have a couple people that I feel very connected to. Okay. I feel like I I know one. Are you guessing? Should okay. I guess? So should we make this a competition? Yes. Okay. My guess yes. would be Emma Chamberlain. Ding ding ding. Yes. Let's yes. go. <laughs> she was she was in my top two because I so I love YouTube, but I'm not like a super like I haven't spent a ton of time going into different channels. I find like the few channels that I really enjoy, and I just watch so much of it mm-hmm. and I have watched so much Emma Chamberlain I've bought her coffee I have followed her Instagram I, I listened to her podcast I actually do think her podcast made me feel like I knew her so much more mm-hmm. on top of like the seeing her life also just listening to the way that she thinks makes me almost feel like I can predict what's going on in her life like how she's thinking mm-hmm. how she would handle certain situations because it's almost like and you have to remember that these people are filtering out things they don't want the world to know every single right right yeah and maybe they only want to show like the best sides of themselves so i just think it's important to keep that in mind because i mean that person really could not be who you think they are fully and i mean not that i don't know if that's like the biggest deal but anyways she is one of them and like i said those were the things that made me feel like extra like connected to her mm-hmm. and literally feeling like like in my brain I have thought that Emma is one of my best friends <laughs> I am convinced that if I met her I'm like she'd love me she, you two would be best friends alone. yeah I'm like we have so much in common and I, no truly that like it's scary when I think about how I think about because I'm like I know and this is kind of the psychology behind parasocial relationships like mm-hmm. you know that they don't know you you know that they've never yeah seen your face probably or heard your name yet you still the feeling of it just because you've consumed that content and for so much time so many hours your brain is still processing that and not only are you taking it in but likely your brain is coming up with thoughts and responses and it's really thinking about that so it feels like it's going back and forth Mm -hmm. you know and yeah so that is something that was one of my strong parasocial relationships. Yeah. That's a little behind why. I have one that I feel is very different, and I will explain that. Harry Styles. Harry Styles, I feel, is a much more private person, which is why I find it very interesting that I feel like I know him but so well. 
And I think he's one that a lot of people would say yes. is their parasocial yes. relationship. Yes, which is very interesting. And you have to think about why is that? If he's so private, how are people squeezing their way into like thinking that they know his how his brain works and how he is? And like, it can't just be his performance, his singing. Like, it, it can't just be that. It mm-hmm. can't just be, you know, famous Harry. First of all, a lot of them come from the One Direction fan base. Okay. True. We all started out loving him from like 11 years old. You've been following the same we, direction. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forever and always. One Direction, Harry Direction. Forever and always. And he, I just think it's so interesting because, so in part, I do think it is the time because now a lot of people have almost kind of grown up with him. Right. And so in that way, you've seen him go from like his baby phase into what he is now, which is like a superstar. Like everybody knows him. Like he was on the X Factor and no one even knew him. And you watched him get put into a band. And like now he has his solo, you know, moment where he's doing performances with Stevie Nicks and whoever else, like big people. And so anyways, I think that that's a factor of it. How much time? How long have you known? But what I found to be the most interesting, I think that we dig a lot deeper with very little information. Mm. I have overanalyzed, like overanalyzed (laughs) many of his songs, like full literary analyses. And I'm convinced, I know that I am right. I know who we wrote it about. I knew the background (laughs) of it. I knew that that song came from pure emotion and what was really going on in his life. I know that he is a lovely person with, and do I? Okay, listen, you can't tell me that Harry Styles is a bad person, but things could be twisted. Things things aren't all that they're cracked up to be. Yeah, always. you think the personality that, because he's very open I feel, I don't really know much about Harry Styles, but I feel like he's very open of who he is and his personality, that that's where people are able to kind of latch on to and think that they know him so well because of what he's presenting. And he's very kind of out there and very present or, you know, like that. So people kind of latch on to that. Yeah, I I think too is like he he really has grown into that presence like Mm. he's appeared a lot in the fashion industry like he's very much bolder now than what he used to you know just the typical like the button down shirt and like the khaki teenage boy band kind of thing yes yes and now he's like wearing these jumpsuits and like on magazines with wearing a dress and he's he's bold he's changing things and he his dancing is like he's just really grown into this like star presence and people are definitely attracted to that energy for sure Mm -hmm. but like i said that can't be it with a parasocial relationship you can't just watch someone dancing on a stage and listen i mean music is important to me so that makes it even i think like when you share something with someone that is like really important you know it's important to them and like to me music is important to me mm. so that automatically makes that even stronger yeah i do have a question yes you mentioned he's from the one direction there were five band members correct mm-hmm. so what is it that makes everyone go towards harry because i don't think it's nearly as close to the other four of the terms of like following that he has like for them so is there something because i'm thinking back to when one direction was first a thing and i could probably only name one person in one direction when they were all a band one together and it was it would be harry styles so it seems like 
he was kind of the popular one even when they were with the group and now when they're all branched off it seems like everyone kind of moved as you said in harry's direction the one direction so what do you think there's something about him that people latched onto as uh, opposed to the other four I think that he comes off as a very sweet and genuine person. Mm-hmm. And they all were, but his just seemed more genuine to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain that, but I think that some people can seem that way on the internet. And I watched a lot of interviews, and I'm sure a lot of mm. other One Directioners did too. And he was just like the goofy, sweet one that kind of seemed like he was the glue that held everyone together like you know keeping that that bond like strong and obviously i don't know if that's true but for me also i feel like a lot of people at least when i was in like sixth grade and they were blowing up we all picked a band member okay oh, okay harry was mine everyone like you wanted to like if you had a band you would be harry styles or you pick like this is my no, guy like, you pick someone else this, yeah this is my guy <laughs> we had one direction cups i had the harry cup and i would bring it to school and keep it on my desk wow my best friend riley would have her nile cup okay because she picked nile and we agreed on that my friend megan had the liam cup loved liam Loved Liam. Mm-hmm. Okay. Zane and Louie don't remember who they didn't even, I was gonna say who picked the <laughs> short straw. They weren't there. even in the room. <laughs> no, people definitely did like there were definitely Zane and definitely Louie people. Like everyone had their but I think a lot of people did ultimately end up being Harry people, which I thought was interesting because there was a point when I felt like so many people were like, Harry's ugly, like I don't know why you like him. I remember hearing that. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. And I was like, Well, good, because more for me. <laughs> <laughs> And And now there's 10 million Harry fans. Riley was trying to say, oh, I changed my mind. I want Harry. And I was like, nope, you don't get to do that. You have Niall. Bye. I did love them all, but I don't know. You just pick one and then you love them and you're loyal to them. And you stick with them and you follow that direction. you hyper fixate on them. I mean, and like I did with the interviews and everything. And I think mm-hmm. it really just was about personality for me. Yeah. And when you talk about Harry, the next person that I think of that is very similar, I think that a lot of people follow and interpret all of their songs and love their personality and love everything they do. Taylor Swift. I knew you were going to say that. Yes. Because that actually was brought up in the um, TED talk I watched. Yeah. So, because yeah. that, because when you talk about Harry, Harry, that is exactly what I think happens to Taylor as well. Every old boyfriend that she had, this is the song that it's about. And oh, you know, I think Taylor's dating this person. And I've heard rumors that like people are always waiting outside her house. So they put her in like a luggage case to carry her out of her apartment. So they don't know that she's coming out like crazy stuff like that. So that she can like avoid the media because there have been times too where she's just like off the grid, right? That there have been times like that, that because... Everyone is in every second of her life needs to know every little thing that she's doing and everything about every aspect of her life that she tries to like cut away like that too. And she's had a whole lot of issues, you know, with music, legal rights and all that stuff. But so that's something that people that is someone that people are like always trying to know every little thing about. I agree. The fan bases are pretty uh like equal and in intensity. I would say. <laughs> the parasocial relationships are very strong. I do think that is very interesting for music artists. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's, I think, a very music artist really have those followings. And I think maybe it goes back to how you talked about music for you and a lot of people, really, it means a lot to them and they're able to connect that way through music. And another person I think of in terms of fan bases, very, you know, loving fan bases, I guess you could say, <laughs> is uh, Beyonce and her beehive. <laughs> so, you, you know, uh, I always think when people talk about fan bases that it's always Beyonce that comes up first and they're like, you can't say one bad thing about Beyonce or you will get attacked by the beehive. So yeah. that that's one that I think of. I just think of the people who are fans, like super fans of Beyonce are like guardians of Beyonce. So you can't, you know, everyone's trying you to pick every little it. thing about Harry Styles or pick everything about Taylor Swift. But they are just like guarding Beyonce so you can't pick anything out from her like you can't do anything she's gone like don't talk about her we've got her you know we're protecting her like that so that's kind of how I think of them which is funny because I feel like Loki with Harry's fan base it gets pretty toxic and there are so many people that like send straight up hate to his new girlfriend Olivia and I guess it's been really bad and that's why they have to stay private and they're just kind of like leave us alone yeah it's like they're trying to make her leave him like trying to make it so bad so that she can't be with him like hello people sorry but he's not gonna date you like you getting (laughs) olivia like make saying terrible things to her and making her feel awful and i mean hopefully she doesn't let it get to her that much i i feel like you have to be immune to it at a certain point for your own health but i mean that's just like they're like almost trying to like take control over yeah and i think it just goes back to that fact that we are so closer than we've ever been to our you know heroes our role models you know Mm -hmm. stuff like that we're so much closer yeah yeah kind of like that because you feel so close that you feel yeah i can have these conversations i can say whatever i want i can yeah i'll date him one day right like stuff like that so another person that i was thinking of this is more on the athletic side and someone who i think got caught in between the older days of you know you don't know everything that's going on with them and got out just before the we can pick every little thing out on social media Derek Jeter for the Yankees mm-hmm. when in a documentary recently came out about him and a lot of it is always like oh is he mad at Alex Rodriguez do they hate each other do they? so that's on the field and then off the field it's oh who is he dating he's with the top models in the world and he's with this person he's with that who is he dating now who's all this like do you always got to know what's going on in his personal life and that's more in the tabloidy areas that but the people want to know that and so he was out just before you know the opportunity for people to go on and be able to you know talk to him directly he just got an instagram this year so it's much harder to reach out to the guy you know uh, until now and i think it was funny when he got an Instagram the first thing he did was like a Q&A so he's like hey send me questions and he spent like all day answering all these questions so I thought that was cool but he would never do that during his playing career no one could talk to the guy you know he was very kind of closed off like that so you didn't know that stuff so that that is someone who I think is like right in the between era yeah it's interesting to see like how some people manage to keep up the walls mm-hmm. and what happens as soon as you let those down. I was actually thinking about Dylan O'Brien. He's an actor okay. and also started loving him around the age of 10. 
He's in my favorite. It's still my favorite show. It's called Teen Wolf. It's an amazing <laughs> show. And he was my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Or he, he played my favorite character. But in my head, I still like kind of equate him to that. Yeah. But over time, so they're making a movie. He isn't even in it. And he was like one of like the main characters. Like yeah. probably top two characters. Yeah. Main, main characters Mm -hmm. and he i could tell like just from you know when he kind of stopped going to comic cons in the later seasons and like wasn't really at all the events with everyone Mm -hmm. a lot of people were there and like he wasn't really there he has still does not have an instagram to this day like the most i have from dylan o'brien is interviews yeah old videos of comic con and his old youtube he made when he was a teenager that <laughs> still exists and it's so funny and i would watch all of those so many times and it was like you know a few years before he got on teen wolf and like his whole career started but it's always hurt a little bit like it thinks that yeah. and i've I've read things about how he doesn't like the role that he played because he felt like it was too, you know, like goofy. Like he didn't really have like a significant meaning in the show. And like, I just don't think he like connected to it very much, which was hard for me to accept because like you said with the the fictional characters i wanted to like connect his person to his character and when i found out that he didn't even like his character i was like do i even like you like i love (laughs) yeah you you don't know if you like the actual person yeah like why don't you resonate with them but Mm -hmm. i love you because i see how goofy and amazing you are on your youtube channel (laughs) since you've been 15 like that says something i see how you are in real life like what is it about this like why do you hate it so much i love you and i love this show and i love your character and he just always kept like such a distance and he still keeps so much privacy and it's funny how i get sad a and b a little offended (laughs) because i'm like i've supported you all this time i'm part of your fan base again it's like that entitlement where I feel like, come on, like, give me a little something yeah, to work right. with. Like, a girl, a girl needs a little bit more for <laughs> you, okay? Like, just come back, do the movie. Like, I don't know his reasons, though, you know? Yeah. Like, you have no idea what could be going on mm-hmm. with his relationships with, like, maybe the producers or money. Like, who the heck knows? But, yeah, I just thought that was worth sharing because it. I just find it ironic that you can care, you know, have that relationship with a person when they don't even want you to have that relationship with them clearly they're yeah. keeping those yeah, walls right. up yeah. they, they want you to like they don't want strangers they need becoming, that like, yeah obsessed with them. <laughs> some people really just don't want that and i mean i think of influencers like emma who have like st- taken a step back from youtube mm-hmm. and they say burnout and stuff but i also think it does have a lot to do with like how intense the fan base can get as well because of the expectations are so high and like feeling entitled to getting those videos and that connection every week. I mean, when people like that stop doing YouTube, it's like they're breaking up with you. They're breaking. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Especially, you know, if they're one of those people that are posting every day or posting a lot and then they take that break, that's, that's really tough. That's because she posted every week for like three years. Yeah. Years. Yeah. That's insane. So I was trying to think of, I know you said, Oh, you you did your pair parasocial relationships and I was trying to think of some of mine and I was thinking you know I really don't think that oh I am this person's best friend or I need to know every little thing a lot of times uh, you know any person that I see oh I want to know a little bit about them I search everybody I search oh yeah this is what they were in before this is who they are blah blah, blah all this stuff but then when you just talked about the 
taking a break from YouTube, I just remembered someone who was probably the biggest parasocial relationship of all time, and that's uh, Casey Neistat, who is a YouTuber. Yeah, and I came across him one day, he was doing this video stuff, and then I started watching him some more and started watching some of his videos, and he does these very cinematic vlogs, and he lived in New York City, and he'd do a lot of reviews of you know, video equipment, technology, all this stuff that I thought was cool because this was in high school. I was in the video production class. And so a lot of stuff that he was using, we were using it in class. So I thought that was really cool to see. And he was taking all these cool adventures and doing all this fun stuff. And he had a nice little family and a very interesting story coming up to how he became famous. And so he uh, was vlogging every single day. He had a vlog every day and he was putting it out. And it was just so cool to see him like, in New York City and going around in New York City and he had this little office and they were making a little store and you know he's always going to his office and people would come and be like hey Casey what's up and he'd talk to him hang out with him whatever and so this was the time when I was deciding what college I was going to and stuff and when I picked my college which is in Long Island a half an hour away from New York City and I was like oh when I go to this college and I go to New York City, I hope I see him all the time and I hope to see him and say hi and, you know, talk to him. That would be so cool. Like he, every single day I watched his videos. He was the coolest person. I talked about him all the time. Like it was, uh, I always wanted to see his videos and hopefully, you know, meet him one day. And he was, he made an app that, you know, kind of like the social media app. I was one of the first people that got it. I was doing everything like that. And then one day he was like, I got to, quit YouTube. I can't, you know, do this every single day. And so he stopped and he came back, he made some videos and now he's very, uh, you know, sporadic. He'll do a video every once in a while now. It's not like his main focus. And since then he's had another child and they've moved to California because it's easier to raise a family out in the, on the beach rather than in Manhattan. So he, he moved away. And so then I kind of stopped following him there, you know, once he's watching him every single day and then it just stops. And now you don't have that anymore. It's really weird yeah. and it's really it's hard weird to and it feels like, out. what do I do with myself? Yeah. Even Nate, because I had Nate watching Emma so much. Like, we, oh, yeah. Yeah, he loved it. He did. He ended up loving it and he loved her. And he was like genuinely mad when he found out that she quit YouTube. Like, he was mad at her. And I just felt like I looked forward to this every week. Like yeah. the day that it came out, I was laying in bed and, and then I like wouldn't be able to have enough. So I would go back and watch old Watch videos. old ones? Yeah, I've done that with plenty yeah. of other YouTubers as well. <laughs> yeah. And it's like just crazy because I mean, especially her, she films such like little, like intimate things in her life. Mm-hmm. She films in her house. She shows us her cats. She records herself laying in bed and just like talking, just like things that come off so relatable too, that it literally feels like you're just like hanging out at her house with her, mm-hmm. the way that she does it, which I think is why, like part of her appeal. So I think that was a lot of people had to really like take a step back and think about like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're like 
kind of nothing. To and I think <laughs> a lot of vloggers are like that too. They're, it's just, oh, this is everything that I'm doing today. You know, I'm showing you. They might not even go outside of their house once. And a lot of them are very boring. I've seen some where he's in his car for 20 minutes just talking about random stuff like, oh, I'm picking my kid up. Um, stuck at this red light. Uh, okay, um, almost uh, at my kid's house. Uh, I think we're going to get a slushy. Oh, we got a slushy. And I'm like, wow, okay, can't do this. <laughs> that, that's a little too much. <laughs> well, Emma's funny too, which... Yeah, helps. right, because like entertaining. Even when she's just doing nothing, like the, just the thoughts that she has are like so funny and random mm-hmm. that it's, it's, you're like, I can't get bored around her. Yeah, I so, love a good also, cinematic vlog. You know, they're showing yeah. you some nice B-roll, you know, they got the good music and that's what Casey was. If you want a great, well-done, mm-hmm. edited video, watch his because he'd have his drone footage and he was doing all this crazy stuff and that's why it burned him out because he was spending so yeah. much time into it and doing all this and having to get the episode out and having to get it done and then also having time for his family you know mm-hmm. and having time for other work that he enjoyed doing because he did everything he was all over the place and so that like he needed a break he couldn't make these videos and I feel every time I'm watching somebody who's putting out content every single day I think about okay Okay, you know, you got it. You have to think this isn't something that can last. You know, you're not going to be watching this your whole life. You can't like enjoy what it is. Don't like get too much into it because you can't rely on this. And that's what it is. It's this relationship that you're trying to build on, but there's nothing really that you can build on. You know, there's only so much that you can really get out of it. So once you start building that, you know, dependence on it and Mm -hmm. it goes away or it changes, it's, it's really hard to cope with and hard to figure out what to do next yeah switching gears a little bit i in the we can link the ted talk at this point i want to give a little credit to her ideas because i would have never thought about this yeah if she didn't say something but she also mentioned politics and how Mm. when you take characters and you feel like they're real she was saying we also can kind of take real people and make them into characters yeah if that makes any sense yeah that makes sense and i mean i didn't fully understand it because i feel like there's a lot of there's a lot there to unpack yeah but i think just in general the whole idea of like making real people into characters there is like kind of danger there i think because you dehumanize them like right yeah if all they're there for is your entertainment or for your benefit or for what you whatever they're doing for you they're just like this character in your life they're just playing this role on this tv or Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah i get that and it's like you take that and you apply it to everything the whole you're making them a character and if you think of a tv show character there's only a certain part of them that you're really seeing or that they're really fleshing out you know maybe a good tv show you're seeing a lot of the emotions of a character and you're seeing them act erratically or act in a different way that you don't expect them to that's just top notch but for the most part you're seeing like if you're watching a comedy show you're seeing the the clumsy guy is always being the clumsy guy you know they're always being that so that's what you're seeing and i think back to harry styles when you say oh there's a part of him that we like we're just not sure this is what we're seeing so this is what we're attached to and that's kind of what you're playing everything off of now if he uh, strays away from that which is still part of himself that's still who he is but that's not what everyone else is seeing that's where people kind of get angry or kind of you know oh i don't like him anymore and that toxic where you're talking 
talking about how if you're seeing them as this one person or this one thing or this is how they have to act and they go outside of it, that's where it gets dangerous. I feel like it must be so tough too as a celebrity or an influencer. Like us. With people like that who... Yeah, just like us, just because like we us. have so many people who are influenced by us. They see us one way. want to keep us in their box, I get it. <laughs> um, but he, like, imagine how hard it must be to kind of create your own, I like, self. Yeah. Your, what is it, what is it called? Like, your idea of yourself, like, who you are. Yeah. And, and finding parts of yourself that maybe you didn't know and, like, what, now just because all of these people love you, this part about you so much you can't be this part or Mm -hmm. you can't express like lean into this more. I actually do think that when he started to like become more like eccentric and bold, that was a very big move for him, which I also think a lot of people respected because it wasn't something many people were used to from him. But the whole, like I said, boy band thing, pretty basic. And he just evolved and people loved it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, did he sense that, you know, maybe his fans were like headed in that direction or was he just himself and we just already loved him so much that we just are like, yes, we support you. We love that. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, I feel like if not him, someone else, many other people are having a hard time knowing who they are because they're just mm-hmm. listening to what other people say they are all the time. Right. And because that's that's what you kind of hear a lot. I scroll scrolling through Instagram and seeing all these inspirational videos of older people going the twenties. That's where you make all these mistakes. Figure out what you want to do. Figure out what you like. Figure out who you are. But it's tough when you are a celebrity, as you were saying. You can't make those changes if you're a content creator on YouTube and you got famous doing one thing. How many people have you watched on YouTube that they started out doing one thing, but that's not the thing they want to do all the time? I can name. Tons of people, especially more on like the video game side, they were they're known for playing this one video game and doing this. That's how they got famous. Well, once they step away from that, it's like, wait, what are you doing? We're not going to be we're not going to follow you as much. One person I could think of off the top of my head is a streamer named Ninja, which I feel like everyone probably heard of when Fortnite was a thing. And he was the guy he was playing with Drake and he was playing with football players and he had 50,000 people watching him every single night. And doing this every night and I've heard him talk about it he said there were these three or four other big streamers and I knew that to get the viewers I had to be streaming all the time if they were getting on at nine I got on at eight in the morning I got on before them and once they finished streaming I streamed an hour later because if people weren't watching them they were watching me because I was on longer and so he had that every single day and had to do that all the time and play the same game over and over and over to get all these fans and to get all this money and all this stuff and then you know he wants to do something else or he he switched to a whole thing that was he went to a different platform whatever but coming back he doesn't play that game all the time he plays other games he does other things he's not getting nearly as many viewers as he used to have and as nearly as much of a following he was on every tv show you know all the late night shows talking to people he was on every brand imaginal imaginable but now he wants to do what he likes and what he enjoys maybe he doesn't want to play that game every day maybe he wants to play something else and as a result people didn't want to watch him at first or stopped really liking him at that point yeah it's definitely a risk but like i said we can't you know you're putting them in a box them. right yeah you're putting them in a box you're dehumanizing them and if you think about yourself 
how would you like doing the same thing every day for years and not sacrificing that for even a little bit of time to try something else? Like we are meant to try so many things right. and figure that out. And I can't imagine feeling like you're stuck in that. But the reality is they aren't. They can make that decision but it's certainly a sacrifice yeah to put it aside to that a little bit it's not just you know doing something every single day because you know that's a job and a lot of people will do a job for a long time but it's doing everything every single day and having ten thousand a hundred thousand a million people watching you every Mm -hmm. single day and saying Mm -hmm. hey do it like this do it like that you should do this or hey Mm -hmm. what are you doing where are you what who do you like what are you eating all this stuff right so doing that every single day and having a hundred thousand people watching you every single day too and thinking that you are their best friend (laughs) i would be personally pretty overwhelmed by that i don't know i guess well if it was that many people for sure i love Mm -hmm. our little podcast (laughs) our little community you guys are our family (laughs) because that's another thing thinking about it the smaller communities that's where it's much more of a relationship and it's much more that you are talking to these people and actually getting to know them it's those smaller groups because they have time to read every single message and have time to talk to every single person like we know a lot of the people that are listening to this so we're able to when we're out and about talk to them about this podcast and talk to them about this and some ideas that we have and some of this and oh didn't you think that this line was funny and stuff like that because we have that little tight community and we are able to get to know these people as well even though we already know them and we don't have millions of people in our dms you know like the odds are one in a million for Emma or and a lot of them shut it off they'll shut their messages off they you can't Mm -hmm. DM them and I was just listening so I don't know if we want to get into the whole swatting thing that's probably way off topic but when an incident (laughs) happened to a bigger streamer I was watching this chess streamer talk and because they were doing a collaboration and they were you know all the people swarm into his thing and they're like he got swatted he got swatted this happened blah 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 and the guy's like I don't know what that means you know he's still you know not that a, a decent streamer he gets quite a few views for streaming chess every day and he said you gotta think the chess community it's still really small like the top professional chess players right now they all still have their dms open like you can dm them right now or you can say hey you know superstar whatever talk to them like that is a very small community they don't understand this big stuff where streamers are getting the cops called on them just because trolls are trolls and stuff like that that doesn't happen in this little tiny community where everyone knows each other and has fun and talks like that yeah so that's what our community is a nice fun little community having fun talking to you send us emails send us instagram messages send us jingles for this song Let's switch it up a bit. Yeah, we're keeping our DMs open probably for a long, long, <laughs> long time. Yeah, send us as um, many messages as you want because our social media manager loves that. She will respond to all of them. She she will take the time to craft a perfect message to you. And, you know, if you're interested still, I'm sure she still has the procrastination group chat going. Right, Jeej? Oh, yeah. Jeej, I'd love to get into that. You gotta, that. you gotta send me the deets. Okay. <laughs> okay, sounds good. We got two people <laughs> in the group chat. Anyone else? Come on in. Well, actually, my other eight Instagram accounts are also in it, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> oh, man, there's just way too many people now. <laughs> I know. It's it's like not a small-knit community. They all have their different personalities, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was so different. Oh, my gosh. Papa Luigi. 
Well, great. Do we have any anything else? Like, I, I don't know. I, I think we kind of talked about, you know, their parasocial relationships can't be, can't always be terrible. I don't know. Do you think that you could have a healthy parasocial relationship, Jeech? I feel like you do. I feel like <laughs> you the feel way like that I you do? <laughs> your parasocial relationships are like you have reasonable boundaries. I think, and you don't yeah, I think they're less parasocial. I think I have more yeah. of an admiration. Yes. Like, and I feel like I genuinely like you dive deep. Friend. You are their best friend. Like, like I live in their heart. <laughs> I like, live. I live I'm in like, their I'm heart. Wow, the procrasti- mon- procrastination <laughs> monkey lives in my head. <laughs> yeah, I'm, but, I'm their monkey. But no, I agree like, with that because I'm not like, oh, I am their best friend, or oh, I need to meet these people. But I have plenty where I'm like, I'm watching this show tonight. They're they're live every Thursday. I am watching them right now. Stuff like that mm-hmm. or you know i get really into things quickly so i get into disc golf seriously grow the sport you know fall's coming but it's still a great time to play when i'm watching disc golf um you know i've got my favorite player and i got my least favorite player and stuff like that you know i get real into it like that but i don't think oh i am their best friend or oh i am their mortal enemy now <laughs> stuff like that yeah. so <laughs> Yeah, I also feel like that's the journalist in you, too. You think so? Like you that separation? Of... Yeah, I'm able to keep up a clear wall, Jeej. It's all about the clear wall. Yeah, literally. No, you, you keep the biases out of the way. You, you try to keep the objective mindset. Not me. I'm full subjective mode. Oh. Okay, okay. Well, no, that's not true. I, I try to bring in the facts. Jeej okay, can I'm play mediator. Yeah, I definitely, some people just pull a little bit more on the heartstrings for me. So that is dangerous, though, because what I will tell you is, if Harry Styles ever stopped making music, I would be devastated. But, Jeej, here's the thing, though. There's going to be a if day when where... when he dies... Oh, okay, okay, we're no. getting that, no, we're getting no, that like, morbid. I was just listen. saying, you know, there's going to be a time where maybe he doesn't stop, stop, but it, there might be a year, two years, five, ten. Now he's just, you know, collabing. Well, like now two, he's that super famous person that everyone wants to have on, but he just, like, comes out and is like, makes a song. You know, that yeah. might, that's going to happen, Cheech. I know. And that's like, it actually makes me really sad. And I, I did adjust with Emma. I think naturally you adjust again because you're not seeing them as much. You anymore. have to adjust. You yeah. Lose that relationship. It's like, it is like a breakup because when you just stop seeing them, it's just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just like, well, I don't have to be reminded of how much I used to love you. <laughs> But stuff like that, though, is good because you talked about, okay, if Emma stops making videos, you can go back and watch her old ones. If Harry stops making songs, you can go back and listen to his old songs. That's true. So you You still have have that. that. Yeah. But like, but it's also like, okay, I just have this old version of them, though. You aren't. Oh, well, tell me about it. My favorite singer, Adele, she releases a new (laughs) album every five years. (laughs) <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and it's always when she's going through. I've like, been playing Hello. Well, life. she's very interesting because each one is like about a, a, different, a different romance, right? Life. Yeah, a different relationship. So that that's really interesting. I love listening to her new albums and stuff like that. And that's why they're all like a different year because it's like that years when she was in that relationship. Yes. So yeah. Yep. So I'll so just be cool. playing uh, Love Is a Game for on repeat for the next five years. <laughs> That's so sad. It's okay. It's a seven-minute song, so it won't take as many repeats to listen to to get there. You can't tell, but I'm raising my eyebrows at Ty. <laughs> now you look like the Pooba, Jeet, when you raise the eyebrows. There you go. Perfect. 
Well, Jeej, any... Let's see. I got to come up with a different... We didn't talk much about the fictional. Can I say oh, one yeah, thing? Oh, yeah. Go into the fictional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go like too far into it, but I just thought this was really interesting from the TED Talk that I had watched, mm-hmm. which I watched kind of just to like help get my thoughts jogging, and it was very interesting. But she, there was a poll that was taken, and, and she asked people to think about their favorite fictional character. Mm. They're dying. They die. They're killed off. Yeah. And how sad that would make them feel. Also, they were in like this lecture. So there were lots, lots of people around them. And she said, think about someone that you just like interacted with today that you don't really know. They're just like, if you could even call them an acquaintance, like you just kind of saw them like, hi, you don't really know them. Yeah. And think about how sad you would be if they died, like right now. Yeah. And a lot of people said, so the level of sadness was like equal to the level of sadness or Mm. maybe a little bit higher. Yeah, maybe a little higher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then. The random person that they saw. Why is that? Because of the time that you've spent with them and seen, right, right, seen right, them yeah, and and interacted and created this relationship with. Mm-hmm. When you don't have it, you dehumanize that random acquaintance. And apparently, even though we know that these real life people have real families and and goals and things, they have real life. Yeah, like, they are an actual person. People. Yes. Like, yeah. You forget that because you Mm -hmm. don't see it Mm -hmm. and so i just thought that was really interesting that we even with fictional not real characters can attribute that much value in comparison to a real person's life based off of that psychology of parasocial relationships yeah i believe it and now thinking of me and i i don't want to be the oh well i'm mr perfect and i don't have that you know (laughs) i i don't care if any characters die i feel like i've seen enough of my favorite characters dying that and being upset with too many tv shows or too many movies that i've gotten to a point where it's like you just gotta remember like it's a movie it's a TV show, like yeah. whatever. But there have been TV shows. There was a TV show Nate and I used to watch. And, you know, we were into it pretty early. Then it started, it started to get pretty weird. It was a weird show. But they killed one of the main characters. And that's not why I'm not going to say the show, just in case people haven't got to that point. But they killed one of the main characters off. And after that, Nate and I stopped watching it. We were like, I watched a few more episodes to be like, he's got to come back, right? Like, this makes no sense that they would do this. And he was just gone. So it was like, okay, I have no more reason to watch this show. But so for the most part, like characters dying is less of an issue for me. But I was thinking of like relationships. Like there have been shows where somebody breaks up and it takes me a few months to get back to it. Because it's like, now I got to watch the, oh, they're just friends oh they're doing this oh they start <laughs> dating other people that you know aren't going to last yes so it's like i i can't do that. there was a show that i watched and like the whole purpose was that they were just bad people anyways but the guy proposed to the girl and she was like yes and it was like oh this is so great they're getting together woohoo finally this happened and then something like clicked in and after she said yes like as he was walking to her his car to get a sweatshirt he was like oh my gosh I can't do commitment and drove off and like just went AWOL and I stopped watching that show for like six months after I was like I uh, no this is, I know they get back together in the end because okay that's an issue with me I spoil the shows for myself yes. but that's oh a whole <laughs> I know you spoil it for us I, too I look at spoilers so that 
when Gigi and Nate say, oh, Tyler, you should watch the show, I'll go, already know how it ends. I don't care. <laughs> so, it's so weird because I feel like you've done that with shows where you've like, you've heard us watching it and we didn't even directly tell you, you were watching it. You didn't even tell me and, and I'll come like, upstairs and, like, and be like, hey. Oh, what are you watching? Stranger Things? Did you know that since blank, da 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 da? Oh, is this the part where da 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 da? And I'm like, did you watch this? And you're like, nope, but I okay. looked it up and I know how it ends. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. One time I was watching it. So people know that I'm famous for this. I was watching a movie with somebody and I said, oh, haha, this person dies. And I was watching it with another person who had already seen the movie and they're like, uh, and so the person that had not seen this for the first time was like, are you kidding me? Why did you spoil this? What the heck? I was like, I didn't even know what happens. I was just joking. I was like, oh yeah, this person's going to die. That's not really going to happen. And it happened, Jeej. No. So God, luckily the person came back. So we were good. But <laughs> kind of ruined the whole, the whole hour and 45 minutes of the movie. <laughs> Ooh, yikers. Awkward. <laughs> so. Yeah, I am notorious for that. But so I knew they were getting back together. But so stuff like that does drive me crazy. I don't know if that's really parasocial relationship, but I do get too invested in that to the point where I will stop watching a show. Mm. <laughs> Avoidant personality truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Jeej watches one video about psychology and now it's Tyler's therapist. Jeej, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> To talk about how when things get hard you just run away okay all right jeej listen you could be me you could just sit there and sob and like not <laughs> at least you like move on with your life <laughs> oh yeah okay sweet <laughs> See, we all have our issues okay no judgment yeah, okay <laughs> guys i actually do move on from things okay i just sulk in it for a while yeah she does she does speaking of moving on let's move on <laughs> Okay, Jeej, any prophetic, prophetic, any, any, I don't want to say wise words because I say that every time. Any smart sayings, Jeej? <gasps> any smart, smart sayings, Jeej? Yep. To end us on That's a high note. Oh, oh gosh, Tyler, smart saying, it's too late for me. <sighs> and brain equals cloud right now. It feels like Well, fog. you know, I you know, the like thing is when you're trying to think of a smart saying, the hardest part is always the start. Oh, yeah. I, I think I've heard that one a couple da -dun -dun. times. The end. Thanks for listening. <laughs> okay. Oh, our email. Oh, our plugs. Via, yeah, our plugs. Got to plug the plugs, Jeej. Our email to send us all the good stuff and the bad and the, eh, that was okay. Send it to vnbpodcast at gmail.com. Or vmb <laughs> underscore podcast on the instagram i don't think we should be so exclusive Jeej. i think hey. it should be and or you know send us an email and a dm or send us an email oh, yeah. and like our post oh for sure okay. i'm like yeah opening it up for listen catch us while you can okay because our <laughs> our breakthrough moment is on its way <laughs> you want to say you want to be that number one you want to say when we put out a, fir a, a post you want to be that person that comments look first. at these the, look at this conversation i had with jeej and ty look at them i kept the receipts before they blew up and had their big moment of fame it's not much of a thing <laughs> on said, instagram wow, right so but awesome. like on youtube <laughs> there's always like whenever a video goes up people are in the comments and go first so you want to do that you want to be the one who says the first the line leader be the line leader or don't you know competition My... that's wild yeah well okay well we've covered it all I like
episode. I think it was solid. It's something that I think people will look at and be like, what? Like, not sure how this is going to go. And, you know, this was one of like our first ones that we talked about an idea. But we, we it, it's best that we did the research because we, we needed to if we were going to do this one because this could have easily I been agree. a five minute episode. Oh, yeah. It could have flopped hard. <laughs> could have been a hard it flopper. Was, it was one of our first ideas. And I think that we just weren't experienced enough. I'm just going to say it. I think we needed to you know, use some of the easier topics, if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We need to build up our skills. I don't think it was procrastination done. for all you typing in the comments no. now. Procrastinators. No, don't no, because it wasn't procrastination. We full on ignored this. We totally forgot about it. But no, we had it in the back of our minds. No. We knew it was coming. Yeah. I've been the right moment. every once in a while, right. you know, I'll throw it out as a joke to Gigi. I'll be like, haha, parasocial relationships, right? <laughs> and then yeah. today I was like, parasocial relationships. Right, Gigi? And she was like, yeah. I was like, whoa, it's on. I went, yeah, Ty, let's do it. I did I did some preparation. Well done, Gigi. Listen, I've been on a roll back at school. She's My been on a roll. Yeah, congrats to Gigi for going back to school and knocking out two episodes. That's kind of crazy. Nice job, Gigi. It's, it's kind Thank of you. impressive. No, it is full on impressive. Nice job, Gigi. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah. Sorry, brain fog is real right now. I can tell that I've been like waking up early and staying up too late. (laughs) Think about the next episode or have our fans tell us what do you want to see? And, you know, start sending out questions now because I don't think we're going to get a whole pile at once. So let's just start sending out Mm -hmm. questions. We'll gather them. And then when we get enough, throwing them in a pot, you know, let's get 10 questions maybe. Let's get more. Because I think there's a good chance that we get like two questions and we just go off. There's a possibility that we do like an hour on two questions. But, you know, let's just start getting questions in now. Um, You know, I can start. I can give us a question. Gigi and Tyler, what are your thoughts on the best places to witness the leaves turning colors? Oh, thanks, person. We'll... Keep that question in mind, and we will give you an answer during our Q&A episode. <laughs> Gee, start paying attention to the leaves while you're driving around. Listen, I already know my answer. Pretty easy. Oh, yeah, I think I, I got some ideas. I got some ideas. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're saving that for you guys to put in a little of the work, okay? We know you want to know our thoughts on the leaves. Yeah, Tyler's where, already thrown one question in, and that took a lot mm-hmm. out of him, especially for this hour in the, in the night. Oh, so... She's just like, oh, you're telling me. Jeez, I'm going to be up for a few hours after the the root beer float, so I'm ready to go. Okay, well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Are we still-